0: But uh, so, did you guys start with snow removal, or what did you guys start with?
1: Uh, started with uh, lawn care and landscaping. Okay. Um, which, when you get into that field, you automatically get into snow removal and stuff like that in the winter, because right. a lot of people want seasonal contracts where you're doing uh, everything, start to finish, on their outdoor property right. maintenance and stuff.
0: So, how would you get into the barn stuff that you're doing now?
1: Um, so it started where, um, all the way back in 2007, um, in March, uh, started doing lawn care and landscaping, mm. um, everything, um, got into probably a month and a half of that. And obviously you acquire equipment pretty quick.
0: Right. Have to.
1: Um, and, uh, you got to take care of it and store it. So we built our own shop. Okay. Um, And then uh, the way the racing community works, everybody always likes to use people uh, that they know. Right. And it's easier, especially, I mean, that's just almost in any community. Right. Um, And a good friend of ours, uh, I come over and and looked at the one I built for our shop and everything and was joking around at the time, which didn't really last a joke very long because the next day he calls me and said, hey, he said, "Uh, remember our conversation last night? I'm like, yeah. He said, well, I just ordered the package. He said, it'll be here in two weeks. When can you put the building up? Uh, and I'm like, what wow. do you mean? He goes, well, we were we were shooting the shit. And right. That's what it come down to. And I'm like, well. He ordered the
0: parts and everything? He ordered the entire barn package.
1: <laughs> Mind you, the barn that I built for our shop at that time was only about a 1,000 square foot. So it wasn't anything major. I mean, now we're building ones. Our average size is probably about two to 3,000 square foot. Right. And... Uh, He calls me back and said, oh, it's not a very big building. I'm Mm. like, we never, Bob, we never even talked about a price or anything. So (laughs) I'm not worried about it. You guys will build it and it'll be awesome. Wow. And uh, it turned into, that was like a 40 by 88 with like 16 foot sidewalls. I'm like, that's a mini warehouse. Right. I mean, at that time we were still hand carrying trusses and setting them. And now we got equipment and lifts and everything to do everything. But, um, we did that building like 18 days with two guys.
0: Wow. So that was just how you got your first service. It just literally happened Mm -hmm. more or less by luck of the draw. So
1: that was in 2000. That was, uh, so I built ours in April or May of that year. Um, I think we built his in June. Mm. Um, and then by the end of that year, we built 11 more. Wow. This is all Um, 2007. That was all in 2007. Um, and then from there we still did lawn care and landscaping, um, Got into another little niche, which we offer now. Um, we used to uh, cobble patio stones and okay. block pavers and stuff like that. And it's real hard on your body and it's heavy. Right. Um, we uh, fell into doing uh, stamped concrete. Okay. Because we can do the same stuff with concrete that you can with pavers, but it looks better and lasts a little longer. True. Um, and we got into that niche, which now we still offer stamped concrete. Um, but we do it for our customers now for our buildings.
0: Well, let's so. take a step back. I do want to clarify one thing. He is not breaking the law. <laughs> Quote unquote, he is actually not breaking the law. No, this is, I want a funny story. So you still to this day, get calls of people actually thinking you are breaking uh, the law.
1: I mean, we get calls, emails, text. I mean, you name it, people, any form <laughs> of any way of you can get a hold of us. communication. Right. Uh, we do the home show up in Indy and people will, um, uh, Come up to me and be like, "So why breaking the law?" Or <laughs> I would never, I would never have you build anything because your name. And I'm like, "Well, <laughs> why?" And then we get, then we have people. Uh, Judas Priest came out. It's a Beavis and Butthead steam song. Apparently, is is called Breaking, breaking the Law. Breaking And we'll have people randomly call us and start singing to us. Wow. I mean, it's actually comical. I yeah. Mean, I, I mean, it, it, at first you try to you try not to get mad at it, and then right. there's a phase where you're mad at it because it's like people are making fun of your business, right? And, and the the whole purpose and intent behind uh, my thought on it was, uh, and I'll get back on the backstory of it, but yep. uh, is a guerrilla marketing type deal where yep. if you read something, you're going to remember it for sure. Um, the other thing is is to not stand in with the crowd, but stand out of the crowd. Right. Um, so uh, we're not like S- Smith's buildings or or, or Bob's construction which not to hate on bob i know bob very well but uh just people in general like you know instead of using their their first or last name or their abbreviation with right. their stuff which is good but you want to stand out with a good name you want a brand yes
0: you know and especially in the it construction is. game and
1: we got into branding very early on um that's one thing in the future we hope to get into is the marketing side of that because it's it's a good deal for uh selling merchandise and stuff
0: I, it's funny you mentioned that and i've Gary Vaynerchuk, I've never heard of him. He'll, he'll do things like, why would someone pay X amount of dollars for Gucci or Nike when you can get the same merchandise, as you will, shirts, whatever, and it's an off-brand, why is someone paying that much money for a brand like that? It's all brand. It's all marketing. Right. So, and, and like you said, breaking the law. I mean, if people hate not whatever, but at the end of the day, subconsciously, they're thinking about you. Over another construction company, um, I, in my opinion.
1: I mean, it stands it's out. It's catchy. It is. You it's catchy. And then
0: you got the American flag looped in, and that's to me, yeah. that's a brand. That's a, yeah. I, Yeah. And like I said, the hate versus the non-hate, at the end of the day, they're still thinking about you. Yes. And as a business, I don't care what you're in, you want to be thought about. Yes. Cuz that's that to me is
1: well and you want to be remembered too. That's Remembered, is, yes. Is it's it's easier to remember remember the stuff that's off the wall and out there than yes. it is for stuff that just blends in. Yeah,
0: I mean who there's so much competition in every industry you'd have to want to be remembered, you know? I mean, so, but yeah, give me, give me the story. Cause I know you weren't a college guy. I know you weren't (laughs) any of that. What was, how did you become where you're at now as an entrepreneur? Uh,
1: So uh, back when I was in high school, um, we bought a, I shouldn't say we, I I bought a, I've drag raced since I was, uh, let's see. um, I'll be 29 years next year. Mm. Um, I started in junior dragsters. um, The second year it come out in 94, um and basically been racing ever since right. um grew up doing that up until uh early 2000s got into full body cars started doing some bracket racing um was borrowing people's cars mm. um just to race and everything um and then i was working at a uh a shop down in uh greenwood when i was in high school i think i was sophomore And uh, a guy come in and had a wrecked uh, nostalgia front engine dragster. Uh, The front end was all folded up. And uh, I was going to school at Ben Davis and a guy uh, helped me rebuild the car. And Mm. and we front halved it and put a small block on it and stuff like that. And um, I I was also uh, the track manager out at Terre Haute Dragway.
0: Oh, your sophomore year of high
1: school? uh, Sophomore, junior year. Okay. And uh, help actually wound up running... uh, uh, Terre Haute Dragway for three years. I think it was three seasons we did it. Um, and I basically prepped the track and opened the gate, made sure all the stuff ran and and helped with uh, oil downs, different things like that, right. and day-to-day operations and the upkeep and maintenance of the property. Um, we got the car done, took it out there, uh, tested it and stuff, and went really well. Uh, went way faster than what we thought we were going to. The car didn't really anything. I mean, they're literally a motor and a transmission and a guy sitting in between them. Right. Um and uh the guy the announcer uh which was nick agresta i believe he's still out there um actually i'll take that back he may not be um <laughs> but anyways he was the one that told us we were breaking the law mm. and it was over the pa and intercom and it just stuck with us so right. our race the racing became breaking the law racing mm. which originally was so that was first
0: that was first okay. that's where
1: the whole breaking the law even started and it just literally was something that rolled off his tongue out of wow. nowhere um, shout out to him to this day uh it uh, um, it stuck and ran with it. Um, I don't even know if he's even aware of what it, where it went. Um, right. it, the original logo, which is kind of funny, was actually not even the uh, checkered flag. Mm. Um, it was a cop car. Okay. <laughs> like a 1980s square body cop
0: car. Right. So what made you switch from that to a checkered flag?
1: Obviously, we wanted to do something that was fitting for racing. Um, right. that was just somebody that literally printed something up for us and gave it to us because they they thought it. And we had it on the side of the car for, I think, one season. Hmm. Um, and then uh, Jason at Shadow Graphics came up with the original logo. And that was all the way back in uh, 2003, 2004. So and, that- so it's, and then so breaking the law racing has been around since then as far as that goes with the original logo. And then... Right. When we started the business, so we always had a good following and, and people knew us by that or knew me, and so we kept the logo and changed it around, changed wording, and now we're evolved to our Where you're at American today. Flag, yeah.
0: And so in present day, because I know you as we talked about the landscaping, the snow removal, present day, what is your main service? What are you doing day to day for clients?
1: So we are a turnkey one stop shop. Okay. Um we do ninety percent of all of our stuff that we offer in-house right uh, for several reasons one we can do quality control and all mm. that stuff with our products but we build uh pole barns and uh barn dominiums and custom houses okay um we also uh we have our own spray foam rig and stuff so we also offer spray foam rig to new construction right and other people's projects and things like that uh along with uh an array of other stuff right and i know a
0: big thing that you guys try to do is you try to do use american products yes which i think is very very big and how do you go about doing that you just i mean it's hard
1: i mean today everything's shipped overseas right. um un- unfortunately it's more about how much money they can put in their pockets to the quality of material right um so we 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 try to get as much as we can uh here you know locally uh, mm. as well i mean we try to use as much as we can here um, that, that's made here.
0: And I know a lot of your clients are could be anything from police officers to firefighters to um, a lot of people that work in the community.
1: Yes. Uh, I mean, we've had an, uh, an array of uh, police officers, fire mm. firemen, uh, EMTs. Um, we've done a building for a couple of CIA and DEA agents. Wow. Um, we did one uh, for an FBI guy. Right. Uh, he was actually, he's the, one of the head people for here in Indy. Um, so, yeah
0: so are you guys and like you said you're in-house do you do you sub at all or are you we do we
1: sub. we sub a few things we sub some uh drywall work and uh um our hvex
0: are you stuff. present day looking to add more guys to your team? Or uh, we are.
1: Um, we actually, uh, like I said, we do our spray foam in the house. We're okay. looking, uh, we're looking for a couple lead sprayers and stuff like that. Um, and
0: how could they get a hold of you to say apply, call your application? What would be the best um, option.
1: They can go to our website. Okay. Um, get a hold of us there. Our contact information is on there. What's also, your website? Uh, btlbarnes.com.
0: Okay. And then could they call you as well?
1: They can call me as well. Okay. Or, and, or send an email. And we got
0: email. And what are you looking for? and a guy who potentially could be a new hire. What's your kind of, I don't know what I want to say there, what's your attributes? That would be a good word, Wyatt? <laughs>
1: um, uh, someone that uh, takes great pride in their work, um, is attentive. Uh, you know, can attention to detail. Um, Obviously responsible. Right. Um, Shows up every day. Shows up every day, which which in this day and age, we hear hear a lot of horror stories. I mean, we're very blessed and fortunate with the people we have that we work with. Um, We try to be as timely as we can. Uh, The world's changing daily. Yeah. Um, Especially in construction. um, A lot of people... Uh, don't understand the one day we can call and get stuff the next day we're on a two-month hold right Uh, there was a a lot of people don't know there was a concrete powder shortage that actually went on uh, October most of November right Um, we used to be able to call and get concrete within a day or two now now it's taken weeks to months on some projects Um, and and it varies I mean here in central Indiana inside basically I call it the 465 loop Right. Um, it's almost non-existent if you're not a building millions of dollar structures at a time.
0: Right. So. And your clients probably still are wondering why you're not getting done in the time being when they don't know that the concrete's weeks out versus the few days. Uh,
1: well, I mean, we try to be uh, upfront and honest with people as we can. I mean, that's the big thing is uh, I don't. I don't beat around the bush or do anything like that. I mean, we get straight to it. Um, you know, we're, we try to be as timely as we can. I mean, we don't try to drag projects out for months on end. I mean, most right. of our most of our basic uh, pole barns that we build uh, are a week to two week build. That's quick. Um, I mean, that's from the time we roll in till we're putting the garage doors in or, or putting spray foam in it and, and insulating it or whatever. Um, typically, we can get it done within a couple of weeks. Um I mean, our our backlog sometimes people don't like. Right. Um, but that's just something we have to deal with. I mean, right. uh, we try to take care of as many people as we can. Um, but obviously, we're as big as we are. Right. Um, we can only service as much as we can. So, And I refuse to cut quality for quantity. Yes. Um, that will never happen. I
0: was going to say, check out. Uh, Justin's Facebook, breaking the law. I mean, the stuff you guys are putting out is just perfectionist work. Yeah, I mean... I mean when we, you say quality, you mean quality. Yes. Really, It's uh, you definitely aren't trying to... Yeah, I agree with that statement you said for sure. Just looking at yourself, and just all the views and followers you get. Yeah. I mean, it, it that sh- shows itself right there. Mm-hmm. Um, back to the employee side of things. So what if a new hire does come on what are some of the incentives you offer as a business? Um,
1: so them? we do an evaluation after 90 days. We take a look at our guys. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, at that time, we adjust pay as accordingly and everything. Right. Um, I mean, we we start out anywhere between $18 to $25 an hour. Right. Uh, goes up from there, obviously. There's, um, you know, depending on what um, services or I say services. Um, skills. Skills that you, you have are going to vary on you know what your entry level or your entry higher is going to be at um you know if you if you're somebody that doesn't know framing or anything like that mm-hmm. we have to teach it you're obviously going to be on the lower end of that training yeah. but i mean if if you have experience and knowledge and stuff and i mean the the one of the biggest things that i have an issue with in in the construction industry or or skilled laborers as a whole is a lot of companies today or before have only wanted to teach their their guys one or two things Right. Um, all of our guys if we know we teach them anywhere from metal fabricating to uh, and sheet metal and trim um, and post you know post frame framing to you know house framing and stuff like that we do all of our own excavation in the house mm-hmm. so we try to teach all of our guys start to finish the same way we do our homeowners right. um, to where you know they can do everything
0: think how much of an advantage that is for you as a business owner I mean, to only have a guy who can only do a few things. What if that service goes out? You know, right? I mean, what if it's a slow season? What if the parts aren't? The, I mean, and that,
1: and that varies. You know, I mean, that's that's the nice thing about it is is it's the same crew start to finish. Yes, you know, and okay. a lot of our guys. um One of the coolest things I think is the rapport. Uh, not only most people we build with, I've either came in contact with or network. I mean, of it, course, networking's huge these days. I, agree. I mean, it's relationships. It's relationships and and that stuff and who you meet and who you who. Who you, who you know goes a lot farther. How we meet. We stuff. met
0: through mutual Steve yep. Mellon. So, yeah, yep. I mean, it's all about who you know, especially yep. in business. Relationships, relationships, relationships. I preach it, I preach it, I preach it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good stuff. Let's move into 2023. What's some of your goals? What are you trying to take? Are you trying to scale? Are you trying to uh, – what's your plan? I mean,
1: all, my ultimate goal um is – I mean, we're growing. Yep. I mean, we're, we. How we booked try, are you? We try to grow every year. Uh, right now, we're almost to summertime. Right now, so I'd say six months out. So we're probably into June right now. Booked. Yeah.
0: So I couldn't have a barn in February from it. No, I mean that's <laughs> the,
1: the big thing is too with us. Uh, we do every so because we do everything right um, pre-planning. Um, okay. When we go, I do site inspections and we yep. look at everything all the way from where uh, building or home placement going to be. Um, utilities all that stuff um, if we're doing a barn dominion which we're getting into a lot more of those are the or uh, the pole barn homes and, and custom houses that we build um, we have a lot of those going on as it is right now but um, those take time mm. um, it's not something you can just roll up to um, probably the the biggest thing we do with people they they give us house plans and we have to alter them so oh. we have to do that So there's corrections and corrections and yeah. actual I mean a lot of people have a good design but they haven't built it so they don't understand layouts can change and affect what you want exactly. and they have to be fundamental they have to be functional yeah. uh, and and the other thing is cost i mean if you yeah. can save cost by putting your mechanics in a different area right instead of having them all the way across one end it, it, it changes a lot so how much stuff.
0: planning Typically on a, to get a barn, say from planning to start, how much planning does take place? I mean, depends on the job.
1: It it depends. I mean, uh, a lot of the counties now, they, they require so much, uh, Is there permits? Yeah. I mean, we pull permits for everything that we do, um, (laughs) <laughs> that's another thing we get with breaking the law. Everybody's like, "So breaking the law, you don't pull permits, right?" And I'm like, "Even the guy, I do like, oh, appeal." Yeah, One yeah. of our workers said yep. that. I was he said, "One of your guys come up and, and said that right off the bat." And you I'm breaking like, the
0: law? Like you build me a home without permits? Yep. That's, that, that's, that was, uh, and
1: it, it's it's kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> at the same time, I'm like, good conversation I'm like, started. You know, it's it's on the name. Right. You know, I mean it's way obvious that we're there yeah uh, all of our stuff's wrapped so like we have big flashy vehicles and stuff I, that's where
0: i saw you before any of this i saw you in mooresville driving around with your big flashy wrap job yeah breaking the law yep. so it stands out for mm-hmm. sure but yeah you will get guys that think you can do it without pulling permits oh yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so i mean we we do permitting uh we do all that stuff we do all around drafting for our, our our site plans and everything mm. like that there's some stuff we can't do uh We've had to build into DNR waterways and stuff, okay. which uh, that's that's timely and takes some time. So we have to get some uh, engineers and stuff involved. Right. Um, but I mean, we do all of our own drafting and all that stuff in-house. Um, I create all the the um, uh, house plans and, yep. and different floor plans and layouts um, with, each, with each customer. So we have a lot of people like, oh... Do, do you have just a set of house plans? And I, I so have, they think you're just I have, in. I have hundreds of house plans that we've that we've built. Um, I shouldn't say hundreds, but I have I have almost every house plan that we've built for people. Um, but everybody wants something different. Of course. You're not going to want what, what I want. Right. And your needs, your wants, needs and wishes, what I call it, mm. are different than everybody. So we ha- we customize everything we do to everybody's wants needs and wishes. Um, and then also budget budget's a huge thing. I mean, especially in today's economy, we have to budget everything out for people. And I mean, we try to think of everything before it ever begins. So there are no surprises. I mean, you know what your budget and your bottom dollar is at the very end of the job.
0: All in all definitely sounds like a lot of detail. -hmm. So much detail.
1: I mean, just on the houses. Typically, I tell everybody um, it could be a one to three month process of that. Sometimes just Just to get because a lot of the stuff where we build, we're building remote, so Mm. there's there's no utilities. We have no cell phone service. That's a huge thing because we're out in the country a lot. And there'll be places where we don't have cell phone reception. We get down in Brown County area or different areas like that. There's nothing in the hills and hollers. Down so what there. do you do? How do you do that? I mean, a lot of times we go down the road, you know, make phone calls if we're trying to get equipment or trucks yeah, and say, stuff like yeah. that. But I mean now I mean it's gotten better. Mm. Um, but five years ago, it wasn't com- it was very common to not have reception anywhere we were just because <sighs> we were building so remote.
0: That's why I, I never mean, we, even thought about all that.
1: We've we actually built one years ago. Um it's been on the south side of Potoka lake mm. um the closest concrete plant was an hour and 40 minutes because <laughs> it was such it was such back hills and back roads to uh-huh. get there um there was no cell phone reception no running water no electric out there because we were the first thing to build out there mm. um we haven't gone down there since then that was actually in It'd be a tough the, job the, the, I think the the city which was like an ice box on the side of the road that you could put a dollar in and get a bag of ice out of. Oh, Somebody wow. came by and filled it up and that was it. Wow. But it was called Tazwell.
0: Yeah. Um
1: is where we built that one at. That was kinda cool.
0: That's so, uh yeah, those are those would be some tough jobs. No yeah. cell phone service, no concrete two yep. hours away. Yep. So what uh, to transfer into, what what do you guys have cooking for volunteer work at Breaking the Law? What do you, I know you mentioned some stuff that you do with the festival, a lot of stuff I should say.
1: So I sit on the Morgan County uh, Fall Foliage Festival board, okay. um, been on there three years now um, and uh, we take care of, uh, my wife actually sits on the board now with me um, and she's obviously one of the owners, Okay, uh, me and her own the company. Um, but
0: So your wife's the one making this all happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I won't tell her that. <laughs>
0: We'll make a clip out of that and uh, just send it to her. That'll be good.
1: <laughs> she'll, she'll love you forever. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. No, but um. so we sit on the the festival board, and she takes care of, uh. we do what's called Purse which okay. if you haven't been, it's actually kind of cool.
0: What, what is it? Purse No, what is that?
1: So it's for the Fall Foliage Festival. Uh, this is all in Martinsville, right? Uh, Morgan County. Morgan so County. So this is, th- we the festival actually takes place uh in downtown uh martinsville okay um and it's in the first week of october every year okay um and the whole community gets involved in that there's uh uh carnival rides uh there's uh, when is this 120 vendors the first week october every year okay um but uh, they do a carnival uh that runs uh thursday friday saturday and sunday Mm. um Thursday nights, Friday nights, Saturday during the day and, and Saturday evenings, there's an array of events that go on anywhere from, uh, there's kids programs that they do uh, little tykes like trucking or little tractor pool things. And they do different, uh, there's a big Mac eating contest one right. day. Um, but the whole community gets involved in that, but, uh, we sit on the board to basically facilitate that. Okay. Uh, my job on there is basically properties. So mm. set up and tear down of the entire event for every single event that happens throughout the entire city. Wow. Um, for the entire week, uh, That's we awesome. set up a stage, there's a uh, live bands at play and stuff like that. And then, um, there's a 5k run, mm. um, that takes place Sunday morning and then, uh, one of the biggest things and I didn't know how big our, our parade was, but we have a parade Sunday at noon every year. And it's one of the biggest parades in the Midwest. Really? Yeah. So this year it was just, uh, just under six miles long. So that is a big parade. Yeah. Um, basically when the parade started with the first people were coming in, there was still two rows going out from the staging area and the the parade routes about three miles long.
0: Yeah. That's a, so that's a very big parade. That's for sure. And don't you guys, do you guys shut down for the week as well? Breaking? Um,
1: I wouldn't say shut down, but we help, we help set up stuff, uh, the day before and, right. and get stuff going and actually it's kind of a week long project, but I mean we, uh, we've, we have meetings monthly, mm. uh, year round for this festival, for this festival gotcha. um, that are several hours sometimes, uh, over stuff and then, um, outside of the meetings, you know, we still have to, to network and facilitate with the people that we, that go to put on the, the mm. festival and stuff for the community. So it, it's a process. I mean, we, yeah. I'd say there's some people on our boards that spend several hundred hours a year mm. and it's all volunteer. We don't get yep. paid for this. That's, right. that's strictly all volunteer time that we put back towards the community to, uh, basically give thanks to them. I think in, in, in what I do, I mean, I enjoy putting a smile on the kids' faces yep. and, and, uh, walking around during the venue and, and during the event the whole time, you know, it's a, it's a four day deal, but I mean, it takes a year to plan four days. Really? So, um, um, and we do it for the community. Yep. So.
0: Well, that's Justin Millette with, uh, <laughs> with Breaking the Law Construction here. Millette. Millette. Edit. 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 Justin Millette with Breaking the Law Construction in Martinsville, and this is only part one of this interview. We're gonna have another interview. Uh, it's actually gonna be my first interview on site about Justin's con- uh, construction. Edit. Rewind. We're gonna do a second interview with Justin on site about his racing company, Breaking the Law Racing. So stay tuned for that. That's a wrap.